Welcome to episode 40 of Great Women in Prague. Before you know it, summer will be over and the heat wave may end, and we will have hit the one-year mark. I can't believe it. A big thank you to the amazing guests and listeners to keep this going. Today's guest is another LinkedIn connection, Iralma Pozo, aka Pozo. She is always an active participant on Friday Fraudster. We met on LinkedIn and I was a guest speaker for one of her accounting classes. You know how much I love to hopefully influence newcomers to the anti-fraud field. Let's go. Okay, we are here with a great woman in fraud, Iralma Pozo, aka the Duchess of Accounting. And we met via LinkedIn and she is a Friday fraudster, just regular, and we love having her on. And um, Irama, give me your sort of elevator speech and then we'll start in with a speed round. Great, so uh, at the Duchess of Accounting, I'm helping people to free up their resources and time so they can actually live their lives and enjoy what they do and run their businesses better. As an educator, I help students to trust but verify and to keep in mind growing their personal skills so that they can do a better job with people. Such important work. And I had the absolute pleasure of getting to be a guest for your class in, I think it was like in January or February, or maybe it was before that. I believe so. It it was in that semester and the students definitely enjoyed having you there because you have such great stories and such an animated presentation. And it's always good to learn more about fraud because there's so much happening. Yeah, yeah, we definitely agree on the fraud happening everywhere. So so let's go into the speed round. Are you a Mac or a PC person? I'm a PC person. I used to be a Mac person in high school and that's a long time ago. You are the first PC person since I've asked out of like seven or eight people, you are the first person, but you were a Mac person. I was a Mac person. I mean, I love my iPad. I broke it, but got a new one in the box. (laughs) Well, and the interesting thing is this, okay, my speed round never is a speed round, but um, you said you're a Scorpio. I am a Scorpio. So there is a connection there. You are also um, a fan of fellow Scorpios, Drake and Tim Cook. I did not know Tim Cook was a Scorpio. I found that out because I was looking up his birthday. I, I don't know if I, I was looking up um, his uh, personality Ooh. or it was his birthday. And I found out that he was born November, early November. It's like, oh, okay. Okay. I did not know that he was a fellow Scorpio. So I like that. I like that. But I think he would be disappointed to hear that you're a PC person. Well, he doesn't have to know. I do have an iPad that I bought recently in a box. So he doesn't okay. have to know that. I do like both but it depends what I'm doing because I um have my creative side and I have my technical side where I'm trying to do data analytics and all and you can't use those programs on a Mac yeah I totally get that okay so next speed round question who makes better embezzlers women or men men steal more but women steal longer have you and read don't <laughs> i've read your book but i um since meeting you and since teaching uh future fraud examiners i've actually become terrified thinking that i've missed some red flags because i've noticed some of the women that i used to work with in the past and i can say that liberally because i've worked with a lot of people so nobody knows who i'm talking about 
and I used to be an auditor, so I've worked with thousands of people. But some of the things that women do and, and things that don't add up if you observe them for a long time, um, the lifestyle, the jewelry that doesn't match their single status. <laughs> it's, it's just, I think that women can see the opportunity and they know they're not paid enough and uh, internal controls are not great in most companies. So the rationalization is there, opportunity, the pressure, everything is there. It's like a perfect storm. Um, and since they're not flashy buying a sports car, nobody can notice right away. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and then the last speed round question is, who is a famous crook or cop that you want to have drinks or dinner with? Famous crook. There, I don't know the name of the person, but there was a guest speaker that came to my school. Well, he's, it's not my school. It's a school that I'm teaching at, um, a few courses at. And the students came back to class late and they were all raveled up and saying that they want to talk to him more and they were excited that he was there and that one of the things that was most exciting is that they asked him if if he was asked like they asked him if he would have done it again and he said yes and they just got so excited like given oh, the chance would they have done it I'm not sure. I'm not okay, sure. Okay, Sam Antar was Crazy Eddie, and he is back in New York, and he does he does a lot of talks, and he's very much you don't know if I'm stealing from you right now. So I could, and he's very engaging. So I could see maybe your students be, you know. I want to get tips from him because I've never seen him that excited in my whole life. <laughs> oh, you're gonna have to find out. Try and find out who because that is very cool. That is uh, interesting. How did you get involved in fraud? Well, um, luckily, I'm on the, I was always on the good side of the fraud. <laughs> I got involved in fraud unknowingly because like when I was working at a accounts payable department um, as a student, uh, one of the colleagues used to have sticky fingers with the petty cash box. And another colleague used to have weird things where he used to say he would take some of the checks if he could and run away. And I'm like, dude, you can't just run away with a $50,000 check. Like, you can't feed your grandkids off of that. So that kind of opened my eyes to opportunities and fraud and bad internal controls. And uh, as I was sitting at that job, I was thinking, wait a minute, they're, they're printing all these checks. They're not avoiding all of them right away. Uh, how do we check these things beforehand? So it wasn't, you know, it was very small instances that made me think, how can we do this better? And then when I started working in corporate accounting, because I didn't get into public accounting right away, I saw more of these things. I saw the colleague with $50,000 worth of jewelry and the handbags before women were carrying around these paycheck, monthly paycheck handbags, right? And I'm like, how does she carry, how, how come she makes half than I do? And she, her Jeep payment is <laughs> more than my parents' rent. What's going on with this woman? Like, oh, she may be a stripper or something. I'm like, hmm, and you know what? I'm not judging anybody. I listen to Cardi B sometimes. So I'm not judging any stripper, but I was wondering about this woman's lifestyle. So I kind of just observe observation and realizing all these opportunities that were there and I knew that you can't catch everything, but all these bad situations were just waiting to happen. 
Well, and you know, what's interesting, one thing you didn't say in all of that, which is you just knew that was wrong. Whereas other people were like, looking like, hey, I could do this. So I, I, I can totally appreciate that you're like, you didn't even say you were tempted or like, oh, that might be something interesting because that's what was what us fraud fighters do. So I, I like to hear that. Um, so do you have a hidden talent? My hidden talent, I'm not going to say I can sing is a lie. Everybody knows I can write or I think I can write. <laughs> What's my real hidden talent? Um, I can't, well, my hidden talent used to be putting babies to sleep. Like I, I would carry people's kids and they would knock out. But I think I've lost it over the years because I talk to them now. <laughs> um, somehow I always used to find a lot of energy to dance. Oh, I like that. So, and my, I think I'm a functional doctor. So I'm always trying to like give people herbs for stuff and they, they hate it. Uh, I've had coworkers run away from me because I'm like flashing like ginger tea at them. They're like, go away, from me. get away from me. Like just like, they'll, they'll like go somewhere else and sneeze or cough. So I, I, I can't think of one thing that I, that I do. I don't juggle or anything. <laughs> I'm just going to say that you have fun and you like to help people. Yeah. And you probably do with it. some music in the background. I do. I do. Sometimes I have to have my headphones. <laughs> Um, how do your family and friends describe you? Uh, they think all I do is work all the time. Because <laughs> you like it. And then they, 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 I don't know, they think like CPA stands for like, uh, you know, everything. Like they think if you go to school for like accounting, um, you know, I, I worked for the IRS at one point. So they think that I know everything about tax. So that's great that they think that, but sometimes I'm just trying to get a second serving and someone is asking me these tax questions. Like, can I eat first before you ask me another tax question? And they describe me a little bit as reserved because uh, I can keep some secrets. <laughs> and um, yeah, I'm a little bit more goofy around my family. Depends what I'm drinking. Normally not drinking tea around them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, if you could turn back time to your 18-year-old self, which is, I'm going to say, not that far away, um, <laughs> what, would you, what would you tell yourself? I would tell myself, only work for other people for like eight years and then run away and just form 10 businesses. Um, I would tell myself, trust your gut feeling because I have some things I've seen and I, I didn't know they were, I knew they were wrong. I didn't know what was going on. Like go and ask someone else if this is normal. Uh, I would ask, I would tell myself, save all your money, invest all your money. Um, when you hang out with your fake friends that you're not gonna invite to your wedding someday, um, come with a full stomach. Don't, don't waste your money, you know, because you wanna make sure that, you know, you're never staying in a situation because you need to pay your bills. Oh yeah, I don't know if you've heard me on uh, Robert's corporate quitters, but I call that the FU fund. You always yeah. have to have a walk away fund. I mean, I'm not afraid to walk away from anything, whether or not I have the money. <laughs> but you should really have, like, you shouldn't rely on a paycheck fund. Just walk away from whatever, uh, because you can get very stressed out sitting in a job that you hate. You know. Um, oh yeah. Towing at the top is not always about fraud. Sometimes it's just horrible people that you have to work with. 
Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm all about tone at the top. I usually say it's about bad business practices or living out of the corporate checkbook. It's easier just to say horrible people. Uh, I know I've been told not to talk about people's characters, but some people are just, you know, they're just, yeah. they just, they have no motive. They, this is just the way they decide to proceed and how to treat people. They decide when they walk in the office, this is how they're going to treat people. So um, and I would tell myself to have fun because, you know, I can't walk around stilettos as I like to anymore. Uh, I know you. I know you think I'm only 25, but um, <laughs> add 20, subtract two. <laughs> you got the math going on there. I'm gonna have to count that in my head. So, do you? Are you a big reader? I like to be an avid reader, but I find that I write. I've been reading a lot of articles, so that's kind of taken away from reading books. But yep. I do like to read a lot. Um, I uh, I spend the pandemic buying books. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a most recent favorite? Well, uh, uh, other than yours, um, <laughs> you know, I did like I found my highlighter finally because when I'm when I'm not going to class, I don't know what my highlighters are. Um, I'm like, oh wait, I can use this for class. And I'm also going to be reading uh, "What's Your End." Um, that's about who you are beyond work, right? Because sometimes we get stressed because all we're doing is working and we need to be a person outside of work. It's hard, but um, yeah, I'm going to be reading that. And I'm going to be reading this book on mindfulness by, uh, I forgot Cliff's last name, but, you know, without all the bells and whistles, because, you know, I'm not walking around with prayer beads and bells and, and, you know, I, I, in my mind, when I set up this meditation room, I have no room. I live in New York. So, you know, you want room in New York, go to the park or something, but oh, you're yeah. not going to get room. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I believe that you got to do things that are consistent, that are sustainable. You can't always just be saying, I'm going to do this big thing and this is going to be my new routine. And I have to travel 50 miles to do it every day. It's not going to happen. So yeah. I'm going to be reading that book as well. So I just finished Adam Grant's Think Again, and I highly recommend it. Um, just the idea of rethinking things. And, and he has some great examples and stories in there. So, and I, I'm a huge Adam Grant groupie. So um, that, that I just finished that, which was, I would highly recommend it. So what are, what are some resources that have helped you, you know, personally and professionally along the way I mean, you're a CPA, you teach courses, you know, co college level courses. Who or what do you use to help you keep moving forward? Well, I'm not a, so I had let people talk me out of getting a PhD. So that's why I work in academia, but make no money in academia. Um, so I'm working on changing that. But um, I, like to talk to practitioners, people who are actually out there doing the work. Because since I work in academia part-time, um, you know, at the school that I'm at now, they, they include everyone in trainings and all. But in the past, that wasn't always the case. So I wasn't able to go to trainings or whatever the case may be. But I'm still like a practitioner type of scholar type of person. So I like to know what other people are doing. That's why I connected with you in the first place. I'm like, oh, wait, um, I need to find out more about what she's talking about so I can bring her in and talk to my students or um, see what softwares people are using. Because as you know, sometimes in academia, things are very archaic or um, there are some constraints. You, can't, you can only teach but so much. Right. So someone can't come in and, and teach someone 50 softwares 
and have them ready for a job and then they go work somewhere and that's not the software that's being used at this place they're working at so it's like teaching people how to learn um but i learn more by doing or by hearing the story that someone else has i don't learn by just like uh you know going to a training and just hearing the rules i need to see them in action it's like going to a cooking class if they don't give you the board or they don't give you a taste of it then you can't really know what if the recipe is, is worth it right um so but so joining some professional organization because <laughs> adam grant talks about that in um you know listening to lectures versus active teaching and yeah it's i, mm -hmm. I like the book so yeah, I, I told myself that I do not want to be, you know, I had some good professors, but I want some of my money back from when I was in school because I took too many naps in school. I never wanted some more than two kids sleeping in the class. I said to myself, it's more than two people are sleeping in the class. I am failing at life because nobody should be that bored. So I, I tried to do more uh, problem-based learning and uh, bringing in the world into the classroom because the textbook can only do but so much, right? Like the textbook doesn't have your stories in there, right? It 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 has Enron. I mean, like they they hear this every five minutes in every other class. Like, why do we need to talk about Enron? Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it. Well, I mean, you know, pink collar crime. I call it the relatable crime because how many people go and work at an Enron versus go and work at a Main Street business and see it happen at a Main Street business? So, yeah. And I like that. And when I was in your class, there were good questions asked and there was engagement. So clearly they like, yeah, yeah. Um, so what's a common myth about your profession, either accounting or academia, or you can combine the two? Uh... People think it's so boring and it's only necessary, like a back office type of thing, like nothing's gonna happen. No need to put resources on it because eh, you need it for a tax return. Ah, eh, you need it for an audit. Eh, you know, whatever. But they don't realize that like, you can't make good decisions if you don't have good financial information. And if you don't have good processes, people can just rob you left and right. Uh, or it's not even that they're even robbing you. Like they may just put a number in the wrong place and go to go get a loan at the bank and the bank thinks that your business isn't profitable. And now you can't even, look at these people with the PPP loans. Yeah. Some people weren't able to keep their business afloat because they underreported their income um, for different reasons. <laughs> or, you know, like you have to understand your, your uh, tax obligations and nobody cares if it wasn't taught in school. You should have someone who actually helps you with that, right? Yeah. And um, there are, there's, there's more to our profession than people think, right? There's, there's exciting parts of it. There's, you know, sitting there with business owners and going through their data and helping them figure out like, uh, yeah, this is the season. Let's say if you have an ice cream shop and your August sales are low, I, I'm pretty sure something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. like, what happened here? People don't think accounting is creative and we don't want it creative, creative, but I mean, it tells you a lot. Numbers don't lie. I mean, they just, they do not lie. Um, so, I mean, you are at a college, but are there any classes that you personally would want to take or you would recommend to great women in fraud to take that you were like, I mean, I would have never taken organizational psychology in college, but I am fascinated by it. So are there uh, any courses or maybe professors that you love? 
I would, you took my answer <laughs> because I, I want, I had such an interest in psychology. Like, I don't want to stay here and do a minor. And, but you need to understand people and how they work, like how people are influenced and how people, um, you know, it would be great if to take a class where you can understand mental illness, because I never, nobody told me you're going to be people's therapists. Like you're going to have to push some of your colleagues to go to therapy. You're going to have to make them sign up for FSA so they can pay for therapy. <laughs> but like, if you don't understand how people make decisions, if you don't understand how to calm people down, because sometimes people are so upset and you can't, how can you even start having a conversation or meeting with them? They're upset. Can't calm them down. You're not going to get information from them. If you don't understand why, you know, like, like I used to tell a colleague I had, like, imagine you have a strainer in your hand and people are just yelling. You got to listen to the message. There is a message there. Um, and you have to understand how people at the top think, right? It's like, oh, I need to pay my, my boat. You know, they, people lie to you and tell you that they have to pay their kids tuition or they have to pay their mortgage. No, you know, I told my students that this person just wants to buy another Rolex. They have 10, but they want more. Uh, but understanding people is important. Also, I wish I would have taken something more sporty, you know, done more sports because I hated sports because I don't like to lose. So I had my mother kick me off of the softball team because I'm like, I'm horrible at this. I'm not even doing it. Like, <laughs> so I wish I would have learned like more yoga and things like that early on because you sit so long sometimes to do your reports and things and just writing. Uh, but psychology, definitely. Uh, I wish I would have done more of. I wish I would have learned about finance before I went to do my master's because you know, when you see motives of why people, how people are incentivized, you start wondering, you know, like why they're setting up things the way they are. Like you need yeah. to see why people, how people are being compensated. If you don't understand that, you may never understand the decisions they're making. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, uh. <laughs> um. So that goes to another question, which is, do you ever have a student or maybe a colleague where you're like, this isn't for you? Or on the other spectrum, this is absolutely for you. You, have, you see things other people haven't ever brought to me or something like that. And what do you do with those students? Um, normally they come to the, like the students who, uh, it's weird. I have students who say, I hate accounting, but I'm here because of you and your horrible jokes. And you keep reminding me of this is important. So I'm here. Um, like one said, uh, I, I want to be a lawyer, but I'm going to actually take another accounting class. I may become a CPA. And I'm like, what? Wait, you didn't, didn't you every class for like three semesters tell me you want no part of this. <laughs> you keep showing up early and you keep doing all your work. Like, wow, if you liked it, I mean, I'd have to give you an A plus or something, but um, then there are students who tell me like, I, you know, they, they really like it and they want to learn more. Uh, one student said he wanted to like redo a project for me, um, like that I put together. He wanted to redo it and, and have me use it for other class. I'm like, are you for real? Like, where, where can we hire you? Uh, I've had a lot of colleagues who should, did not belong in accounting. There was one who said that she only became an accountant because her mother didn't allow her to study art. And oh. that, <laughs> so imagine I'm working in a company and um, this is the person I'm overseeing and she hates accounting. 
And she didn't know how to do journal entries. She did them all backwards. Oh, so she had to confess to me that she had an ADHD problem, which I probably shouldn't say, but there were some other issues going on with her. And I had to kind of figure them out and bring a consultant and finish the work. But she hated accounting so much. And I'm, I'm like, I do not understand why you're here. Like, you should go be Martha Stewart somewhere. Like, you love fixing stuff and making houses pretty and go work for Kim Kardashian. Go away. Just, just go. Like, why are you here? You spend half the day talking to people in the hallway and don't do any work. I, I don't understand why you come to work to talk on the phone when you can just stay home and do this. Um, but she, there, there were some other people like who worked in public accounting and all who didn't like it, um, but they liked the money. And um, they made her arena have been using things to help them bear the, the, the pain of being in the, in, in the job they didn't like. And I just, you know, saw how they talked to the clients and I didn't like that, but I wasn't in a position to tell them anything because they were doing the job. They just weren't doing it with any kind of love. Yeah. Uh, so if, if they hear this, they should go and get something else to do. <laughs> There's so many things that you can do out there. So yeah, I, ugh, yeah, I hate it when I see someone who can't, um, who can't make that decision that they need to be somewhere else because long-term they're going to be so much happier. So, so since we've been in COVID, you've been teaching online, but this is one of the questions I ask, is there anything that you have been binging like to do with fraud or business on like Netflix or something like that? I've been bad at doing that. I have not been watching enough uh, movies. Um, I have not. <laughs> do you have a favorite time... fraud movie? Favorite fraud movie. I don't have a favorite fraud movie. I'm like the worst fraud person. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so well, mine is like the big short, but do you have your students watch all the Queen's Horses? I have had them watch it, yeah. Okay. And um, they were so angry. <laughs> they were, you know, like somebody's enjoying something, but they're like yelling, like, why is this possible? What's going on? And they, you know, they were just upset. They just couldn't believe it. You know, I think that if they see a horse, they'll kick it. Like they, they were that angry. Um, but they're always going to remember that. They, they and they loved it. They loved it. And um, when I have, I tell them for extra credit to write something up on something they liked, whether it's a podcast I asked them to listen to or a movie or whatever the case may be, um, a TED talk. And they were like fascinated, like, wow, this could happen anywhere. Like, I need to, because I tell them when someone steals, they're not stealing from the company, they're stealing like somebody's grandmother's money eventually, yeah. right? Like, like a, the paved road that wasn't paved in someone's grandmother, like, trips or something or whatever the case may be like think like someone's grandmother is getting hurt because of this fraud don't think yeah. that it's just like a minor thing that's happening um but yeah i've been trying to watch a lot of uh, bad comedy <laughs> to, to stay sane with this covid uh, um pandemic here you have to stay stuck and ho at home right <laughs> so have you watched lupin lupin I have not yet. It's on like Netflix. You got to watch Lupin. I've said yeah. this on a couple of podcasts, but yeah, Lupin, I think you would really, it's so, it's based on books. It's so clever, so incredibly clever. So add Lupin to your um, binge list. Okay. So where can we find you online besides LinkedIn? We know you're on LinkedIn because that's how we found each other. Yes, I'm on LinkedIn and they, you can find me on my site, uh, iramapozo.padilla.com. 
Uh, I'm new to um, Instagram, so I would love for people to follow me there, the Duchess of Accounting, and I'll be more active there soon. I am on, uh, so on the Padilla site, you can see my uh, YouTube handle because I have to change all my handles. <laughs> I have to change all my handles. Branding 101, make all your handles the same, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's one thing that I haven't asked you that you definitely want the Great Women in Fraud audience to hear? I want them to remember that, let themselves be seen because like it was exciting to find you on LinkedIn and, and to see like all the conversation and engagement you were having and um, uh, you posted that. I think I, I won the, your prize that you were giving for someone, the, the pistachio story, yeah. I think it was, right? And I was like, pistachio, like, oh man, I got it. What's she talking about? So like, be, be authentic. Cause I know it, there was one job where I had a male colleague, like give me his blueprint of success, like his, his award-winning blueprint. And I tried that and people were like, I hate you. Can you do yourself? What the hell are you doing? You know? So you, you can't take someone else's blueprint and be them. You have to always come with your little authenticity. Like sure, check all the boxes, right? Do what you need to do. Like don't come and be, a mischievous person like you still have to do your job but you have to really come and bring your own style to things because if not then you're not going to connect with people and the work you're doing is so important right especially you know and and i like the way that you talk about people you don't victim shame or um or a foster shame right because people are human like i've seen people you know i've had colleagues stealing sodas from from the kitchen in the office or eating someone else's lunch for no reason. Like you have money, what are you doing? You don't know what's going through somebody's mind. Maybe they're, they're going through something. Um, so you really have to have that compassion and empathy for people because you just never know what's going on. But you do have to have some personality because sometimes we get stuck on being so professional. And it happens to me at one job that I didn't like where I was ultra professional because I hated that job so much that I always had to be like, you know, crossing every uh, T and dotting every I. And then my aunt called me and I couldn't leave to go talk to her because I just came back from lunch. And I sat there talking, yelling to my aunt. And they're like, wait, so you're not happy here, are you? Because I just saw you transform into this happy-go-lucky person laughing and like, like, what? Like, you hate this place? Like, really? So be a little bit authentic. Like, don't act like you're out with your friends, but have some personality, let people see who you are, um, because that may be why they come and give you a tip and you yeah. discover something. So your job is so much easier when you actually have personality. Okay, that is like such a great way to end this episode because I mean, you show up at Friday Fraudster and Rob is always like, hey, Pozo's here. And it's like, you, we do have your personality. So I like, yeah. I mean, people think I'm the crazy pink lady and, you know, I can't sit there and just drone on and on and on. So yeah, what a great way to end it. And Irama, I can't, I mean, I see you every Friday because of Friday Fraudster, <laughs> but um, thank you for inspiring all the great women in fraud to like be themselves. We will and thank you, you for the opportunity to speak with you. That is awesome.
Irama is one of those people you immediately connect with. I love how our friends and family think CPA stands for you know everything. So true. Be sure and connect with her on LinkedIn and other social media. Once again, thank you for your time and reviews. The podcast continues to grow. And again, I am honored to be able to spend time with you.